This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Lander podcast. Uh, hi, Brad. Hi, Alex. Hello. Hi. Hello, Jenny. Ready to talk? We are we yeah. are joined again in uh, in the wake of a national tragedy, just having caught our breath from events in Buffalo. We are in some dark times. Yeah, man. Honestly, wish I knew what to say. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think people are extremely frustrated. It would be nice if we could have some action. It would be nice if it would just fucking give a second without another national tragedy to have to tend with. It's real hard to even know what to say. We've had so many of these over the years, and it's just every time. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? What's going to happen? How are we going to fix this? And it always ends up just being empty words and a lot of people trying to find a way 
to just continue on with things as they are, but obviously the way things are, this is just going to keep happening. Yes, it is. Um, you know, I honestly, I, I can't even get too into it because, um, it's, it's hard enough to just concentrate on, yeah. on anything else right now. So with that being said, uh, we are going to continue. We're going to do our podcast. Uh, if, <laughs> understandably forgive us if our 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 thoughts are elsewhere and our our concentration might be lacking uh it is understandably so it is rightfully so and um i think all of us are concerned about how do we find a path through this time yeah And, and 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 make make a better path because this one ain't working no um not by a long shot with that being said, uh, I think we're just going to get right into the games. Yeah. yeah. We joke about the impossible pivot, but they don't get much more impossible than this. Uh, unfortunately, we've had to make too many of these in, yeah. in doing this for 15 plus years. And so with that, let's talk about some video games. They have come out. There have been releases. Yeah. We'll take just a breath here. And I think just, just a, let's give it just a second. Hmm. <sighs> video games they can sometimes be a fun distraction yeah i have found some comfort in some of these games that i have played recently uh let's start with the game we streamed some on monday let's start yes. with multi versus this is warner brothers Truly the most frivolous of games we could <laughs> choose to move to here uh in uh uh, uh the kind of <laughs> Uh, Katamari balling of all things into one, uh, one corporate brand. Yes. Multiverses is a collection of the Warner Brothers, the greater Warner Brothers universe. And you'd be surprised how many different things they own, it turns out. Yeah, what having we, Turner is apparently a big part of that. What, what do we got in here? What, what could, well, let's say this is an alpha, so not all things are in this, uh, build of the game, but... There have been leaks and there have been uh, uh, stories about things that could be in this. So what, Things what, have been in data mine, yes. Yeah, but before we run down characters, is the, do we have a pithy name for this genre yet that is not just like, hey, it's like Smash Brothers? I don't know of one. I'm sure there is one, but I have always just called them Smash-likes because they basically are. I mean, everyone is chasing that Smash style of game and just putting their own spin on it. Sometimes some, they're not even really trying to put their own spin on it. They're just putting their own brand on it. Like, um, like team ups, like a, 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 a brand brand fighter. <laughs> the brand uh... fighter, man, <laughs> what a sign of our times. <laughs> sure, Con- sure. Conglomerate I mean, that's conflagration. Quite literally what it is? It's a fighting game intended to show off the many facets of our brand. Synergy brawlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah. Um, so, uh, 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 so this is a, a mishmash of all things within the uh, uh, the the sprawling. What what is what is Warner at this time? It is Warner at this time is HBO obviously and, and it's Warner Brothers proper. Yeah, uh, which you know re- encompasses film studios, television projects, cartoons, all that stuff. There is the DC Comics aspect of it, which right. is you know basically all things DC Universe. Uh, there's the WB Games element, which is things like uh, the, I guess, 
Well, I guess some of that stuff is tied into also the other licenses they have, but you know, there's there's uh, Mortal Kombat, and then there's uh, I guess the the Monolith, the, the the Lord of the Rings stuff. That was them. Okay. Uh, and then there is the Turner aspect, which is the TBS Superstation, uh, <laughs> TNT, and then anything that is HBO or uh, Cartoon Network oriented. Hang on, I need to go see. The what Atlanta could, Braves could, in fact, yes. be in this game if they wanted <laughs> yes, to because of the Superstation. What, what could we mine from TBS to get into this thing? Because if... Well, not if much we, anymore, because apparently they're they are ramping down their original programming slate for TNT and TBS. Well, that's tragic. Could we get Lucille Ball in here, perhaps? If they own it, they could, potentially. Or Father Knows Best, anybody? Um... Yeah, also, I, I forgot that the this uh, like transfer of Warner Brothers to Discovery is ongoing, mm, right? right yes, that horrible logo. I forgot yes, about the, that. What is it? I think it's literally called Warner Brothers Discovery, the new company now. So great, the Ghost Adventures crew can be in this game, potentially. Uh, but yeah, like if the data mining and leaks are to be believed, they are casting a pretty wide net for this thing. Is AT&T separated at this point, or are they... Uh, AT&T spun off Warner Brothers, or, or okay. sold it off, rather, I should okay. say. Like I believe is I believe they're divested they sold it to Discovery and AOL Time Warner is no longer a thing. Obviously, so I mean it's like you know it's Looney Tunes and Hanna Barbera is kind of like the backbone of this thing, right? But yeah, then it's like God, who else is just in that alpha? I mean, Superman and Batman, like Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah, if you got you got Tom two, and Jerry, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You've got yes. uh, Steven Universe and another character from Steven Universe, Garnet. Garnet. You have Scoot, you, know, you have Shaggy, no Scooby, uh, but Velma. Yet, uh, Shaggy and Velma. I'm trying to pair them up because they they seem to come in twos and threes. Yeah. Um, who else? Arya is the only one who's by herself at this moment. There may be <laughs> other Game of Thrones characters. Yeah, like maybe. a lot of the a lot of the leaks. Also, it's like Gandalf and Legolas are here. And, right. Um, okay. A lot, of, a lot of pairing. Yeah. But uh, also, like Neo from the Matrix is in there apparently, and the Iron Giant, which is incredibly inappropriate considering yeah. what the Iron Giant is about. No, it's uh, an alternate universe Iron Giant. Don't oh, worry. Oh, they, this is the one where he loves war. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> loves the red eyes. Is the red eyes are red? Yeah. Uh, uh, some, Mad uh, Max. <laughs> Adventure Time folks are in there. Jake, yeah, Jake and, and uh, Finn, and Finn. Um, it's uh, what was it? One, two, three, four. I'm trying to think. Was it ten characters? In the it's alpha? like ten or twelve, I think, at the most right now. But there's, there obviously they're looking to add more. So it is a smash like. If you don't know, it is. Uh, what is the other one we talked about? That is the other big Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla is the other, is the other one. one that's like successful and has caught on. I mean, you know, there was the PlayStation one, which like I All Stars, which is mostly a punchline at this point. <laughs> PlayStation Battle Royale. All- PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. All Stars Battle Royale. That was it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then there was also the Nickelodeon one, which came out late last year. That's the one with the turtles right. in it, right? Yeah. That yeah. one seems to have come and gone. Based yeah. On no one really liked that one. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I've got like a weird underdog view on this game now. Of like, everybody <laughs> thought it was going to be awful. Yeah. And it, this alpha has come out, and people seem to actually like it. So a couple of other things to know about it. Again, alpha is out. It is limited alpha. Invite only, I believe, still. Uh, and yeah. then um, it is intended to be free to play, I believe. Yes. So, yeah. uh, they are definitely going to find a way to charge you somehow. But <laughs> and boy, does it show. And so yeah. boy, and does it alpha. show. And like, I think that's know. probably some of the anticipatory lack of interest in, in this thing coming out. It's like, oh boy, here's this free to play thing. It is 
there are many layers of monetization you could see on here. Though in the alpha, I do not believe you can pay real money, but you no, can no, see no. it. You could see the, the uh, um, the. You can see the tendrils extending. Yeah, so there, yeah, there is a global battle pass, but then also each character's upgrade tree also looks like a battle pass for that character. Which yeah. is like, I mean that. Yes, that's the format everybody uses for upgrade tracks these days. But also, it just like the visual of it. You know, there Looking, are. Clicking into every character and just seeing that row of boxes with things to unlock. It's a lot. Yep. So there are character perks. Uh, there are uh, maybe just player perks. I wasn't quite sure of the entire perk system, but there you are You were things- definitely leveling up characters individually. And so you can get things that you can apply to your characters, like do more damage in the air or uh, the, the such like that, that you can apply onto a character before your battle. There are then like five or six cosmetic slots that you can do your out ring outs animation, your uh, uh, celebratory dance. There's stickers. There's that. There's this. There's the other thing. Plenty of stuff for a battle pass. Gameplay wise, it plays very similar to Smash. I would say, except for one major thing for me, and that is there are no ultimates in in the game. So you have yeah. you have power moves. You have um, a move set that you can sometimes charge or sometimes do a special move but not anything that is a full screen style like smash ultimate that yeah i really like in smash uh those things are fun i like seeing the creativity behind those it felt a little missing in in this though i'm not in it necessarily for the i'm in it for the spectacle not for the competitive nature so right i, I can't really speak to ah eh, you know ultimates really ruin the game or whatever i like the spectacle i want to see shaggy do an ultimate that takes up a full screen that's what i'm here for that has to be in there right i mean like that whole super scion shaggy thing is just like a meme right like i'm surprised that I mean, there is definitely a bit where he does that, but that is like his charge attack. Yeah, and the thing right. is, that's as far as it goes. There isn't like a super alt type thing. It's literally, it's just like, here is, charge this up and you will do a stronger move. Yeah. It's always possible that stuff might come in the final release or. Yeah. Yes. It, it's alpha again. It would be weird if the ultimates weren't in there, but I, listen, I could see it. Maybe they're yeah. still working. Maybe they're still on balancing those. stuff. Uh, it, uh, there's a lot to be seen for this, but in terms of what we played in the alpha, I thought it was really competent, if not, um, you know, a better one of these that have I have played. I've played a decent amount of Smash over the years, especially with my son, and I thought the move set was was deep enough for uh, interest and yeah. also accessible enough to just get in there and mash some buttons. Yeah, I don't love these kinds of games, and I never have. I've never taken to Smash or or any of its various clones, just because I doggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just. I haven't taken to that sort of thing just because I just I don't like the style of brawler like I'm much more of a fighting game person than Mm -hmm. a a one of these but I was having some fun with this I have to be honest like I went in with zero expectation for it and I found myself like hey I'm not hating this I'm actually kind of having some fun here especially when you and I were playing together I thought there was that was a, a pretty decent time and we were winning. And we were winning. We were beating some children who presumably were, you know, online <laughs> We don't know playing. that for sure. We don't eh. know. We can't. We cannot verify that. And I do That's not want assumption. to verify that. But let's say they were the top multiverses players in the nation, yes. and we won competitively. They are. They are in the upper echelon. Uh, I think I really like playing as Jake. That Jake seemed like a lot of fun. Uh, there are some characters listed on there as experimental. I'm not exactly like Taz sure. and Velma were the two <laughs> experimental ones. Not I exactly think. And sure I- what that means. Well, it, like Velma has a move set that is very much about hunting for clues throughout the battle, <laughs> yeah. and then once you, once she finds all the clues, she calls the cops, which <laughs> is just, like her special. 
Uh, and then, like Taz has a whole thing where like he will just straight up swallow people, and then like he will like do damage to them over time while they are in his stomach. I guess it's uh, very yeah, weird. I think I want to say Jake also swallows people and spits them out. You might uh, be right, Kirby yeah. wise. Uh, you know, Taz obviously has the whirlwind and stuff like that, and having Superman in this game, you know, Superman's just holding the back a little bit because he's there yeah. to have fun. Superman's uh, playing with one arm t- tied behind his back. Uh, Arya had a thing where she steals your face and then, and then she basically do- <laughs> clones you and becomes you for a little bit. Yeah, you could do like a taunt that stuns, which is like, if if you have seen the movies or read the books, it's a kind of dark, it's like a dark thing to then have that mechanic in there. But we'll see where this, this- I'm telling you right now, Yeah, right now, I, this right is now. my prediction. If this Targaryen thing they're doing on HBO doesn't completely bomb and completely ruin any interest that might still be left for Game of Thrones, they will do an animated series. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? They will find a way to turn the the Stark children, their continuing adventures, into a relatively family-friendly cartoon. It will be the most embarrassing shit you've seen in your life, and it will happen. George R.R. Martin will keep watching football. Yep. Uh, but, no jets. but I think I here's the thing. If it were the late 80s, early 90s, it would be on Saturday morning. It would have already happened. It would have already happened. You would have a toy of Arya Stark where you push a little thing in the back and her arm goes up and down and drops a knife or something. Yep. And then uh, she would have like a face or two she can put on Zartan style, which would be kind of mm-hmm. cool. But I think today in 2022, it'll be like a Netflix more adult animated uh series i think it will be aimed at at preteens i think it will be young adult yeah Yeah, young adult but i think it'll be like on it'll be like uh on a netflix or amazon or something like you might be right it would be my guess for for these days so or hbo max perhaps (laughs) perhaps let's say so i am uh i am uh curious to see again the spectacle of this as it comes out and the characters i hope hopefully the characters aren't impossible to unlock moving forward in a free to play. Like I'm just kind of glad it doesn't suck, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I like, think I think yeah. having a good alternative that is, you know, I mean, I, people like Brawlhalla, and so I'm glad that exists too. But like something that is a decent alternative to Smash that is not purely a garbage cash grab, I think, is a nice thing to have. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's easy to root for an underdog, and this is the developer's first game, also. So. Also, I, we're talking the underdog. We're talking about is the developer, not the company. <laughs> not Warner, no, no, Warner, no, 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 Warner no, Brothers. Yes, yes. yes, yes the those young starts also, Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yes, no, those no, two, no. those brothers just added again. The uh, the other thing I'll say in turn, if you're looking at this, it it did feel fair again. Alpha could things could change fairly mm-hmm. light. There are no support characters. Uh, if you if you're used to something like Smash, especially Smash Ultimate, that just has everything in it. Yeah. This feels very much uh, like a two percent of that game like it yeah. is it is not does not have that much and it's probably an unfair comparison i mean smash has years of <laughs> franchise cruft and things they have tried and built up and redone over yes. the years so yeah so we'll we'll see though I, I again i think this will have plenty of skins and cosmetics and oh yeah there will be things you can spend yes. money on uh, sure the money for this game yeah. you're in luck yeah uh let's see if we can get to another one here before the break that's multiverses let's yeah. talk a little bit uh i'd like to talk about hard space shipbreaker this is a game that has been in early access for quite a bit just came out during the pandemic in early access that was yeah. one that one of the first games i remember people right. kind of latching on to yes when everyone right. was at home it is now 1.0 as of uh may 24th which uh the time of this recording is yesterday I jumped into it to see what is going on. I have not played too, too much of it um, outside of the kind of initial early access release. And it, it has come a ways. Now, your your main 
thing of you are working for a company. Lynx uh, is a first-person game where you go into a space uh, berth, a shipyard in space, and you are dismantling derelict ships for scrap. That is your job. That is the crux of the game. You are kind of floating around in zero-G with uh, a couple of tools to laser apart ships, mostly at seams, and then shove the parts into either a smelting furnace, a processing uh, (laughs) furnace, Mm quote-unquote, or uh, a cargo bay, kind of a net at the bottom for things that they assume you might sell on space eBay. I don't know. Like seats and stuff don't get smelted down. They get resold. And lights. So you're you're kind of dismantling the ships there, looking for valuable parts like reactors or um, how do you say? Is it nacelle? A nacelle? Nacelle. 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 Okay. Well, he's got a different idea here. <laughs> uh, uh, I I always in, when in, in Star Trek parlance, it was always nacelle. Okay. Yes. Uh, so a nacelle, uh, you, you can you know take those off and then put them on the the barge to to go resell them. So there are. That was the that was kind of the sandbox game. I'd say in early access, and now they have layered a pretty, or from what I have seen in 1.0, maybe some of the stuff was in there before in other iterations, but a pretty engaging narrative to the whole thing. So, uh, without getting too deep into it, I, I have finished Act One, and if that alone doesn't tell you that they have added stuff to it, like acts, yeah, there's I acts have, to it. They have added support characters to the game that will contact huh. you via radio transmissions. Uh, the underpinnings of the story I am getting so far is you work for this company links that in the kind of jokey, almost satisfactory way, uh, and I meant satisfactory of the game, not satisfactory as in it is okay. Uh, the company is this just behemoth company that cares nothing for the workers, right? You are out there, you are disposable, you are, uh, indebted in company store wise. It actually has this great intro, which has this kid doing a kind of uh uh kind of like shipyard song like folk song side of like if my daddy dies on the job i pray another breaker you know, like takes his place kind mm-hmm. of thing you know like the, just these you know, some real 16 tons kind of stuff totally yeah. yes company Working store in a coal mine. yeah and so you start the game and deeply indebted to the company and you're working off your debt and they added in this mechanic and again i i kind of appreciate they're doing a narrative thing for it where they take a gene sequence from you and you get, uh, depending on the difficulty, you have to pay to be recloned if you die. So they, they take your DNA uh, and, they, and you, they basically store your DNA in memories and so that if you die, they can bring you out of, uh, uh, reclone you and they charge you for the clone, right? It's their way of, basically their way of narratively explaining if you die on the job to, to right. bring you back, which I appreciate them going in because they talk about it in some of the narrative of the game of like, man, be careful of those expenses, the reclone, you know, and one of the characters there who's your teacher is like, uh, like basically goes into some backstory a little bit that is revealing itself throughout the game that they were a really good shipbreaker until they had a bad batch of clones. And then, uh, uh, now he's kind of stuck in a clone that can't do the job anymore. Like the, he's like, oh, the technology's gotten much better, but those early ones, uh, uh, got, you got the unlucky clone. Yeah, that's twitchy. basically, yeah, so that's basically what they go into. Uh, so they, they're going in there and they're really fleshing out this universe, which I remember early on being loosely tied to home space, uh, home, uh, home world. Home. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't know how much that holds together. I remember reading something like that. So, that the ships that were coming in were reminiscent of those, and they were uh, uh, maybe even some that were in there. I again, 
for me, I mean, Homeworld my- is is drawing from an, its own number of sources of sci-fi, so it could be just be that's inspired by similar things. Yeah. So I, again, I, if that's not true, I apologize. I'm using that in my head canon because I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so because uh, you like I, Homeworld, I like Homeworld, and I like thinking that. So the story is uh, in the in the kind of brief narrative I've had is they're basically trying to start a union. And uh, uh, and then links the company is finding out about it and sending people to monitor you, and there's drama going on in mm-hmm. the background of this game as you are breaking apart ships, worried about this nascent union push uh, within a company. See, how, even, how, is the, how is the story conveyed? Is it all over the radio? Is it all like audio as you're just doing the thing, or do like characters actually show up there? So it's it's a character portraits over the radio, but you also have like an email terminal. So, uh, uh, so it's, it's that you, I've never seen a fully rendered character. Uh, it's mostly portraits and radio transmissions. I mean, even before they added this stuff, I always felt like that was kind of the, you know, implicit conceit was that, you know, this is very much a game that is about labor, even if they weren't spelling that out in very specific story terms, but now clearly they are. Yeah. It's cool that it has a story at all because when it came out, I mean, I know it was sandbox in early access and granted things change and get added in early access, but I just filed this away under the sort of simulator category. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is not a zone out and play. Right. But this just seemed like, oh, this is just a Zen. This might as well be ship scrapper simulator or something mm-hmm. like that. I didn't expect it to become like a fully fledged thing. That's cool. Yeah. So that's when I, I wound up spending much more time in it than I thought. So they, in the campaign, they still have sandbox mode. Uh, they have kind of wiped out progress. It seems like from the early yes, access. I, and yeah, your- I, 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 I got not, not a hundred percent sure. I saw, or I heard, I've heard people say they didn't warn anybody before 1.0 that they were going to wipe saves. Which can be a bummer, but maybe, going, maybe they did, but I don't know. But going into it, I see why they, I, I can see why that would happen, especially since I, I haven't been in it for a while. So I'm not, I'm not saying that's a forgivable thing. Like put a lot of time into a game. You don't want your save wiped out, but it feels very different. The, right. um, the progression kind of starts you off pretty slow. Uh, you don't have things like tethers out of the gate, which, you wind up using all the time. You kind of get those as you level up your your um, tools. And, and the game does a pretty good job of introducing you to a new tool. They'll take you through a tutorial, in narrative tutorial uh, about the thing. They'll give you a test ship to kind of test stuff out on. And so far, one of the problems I had in early access was, okay, and now you just break ships down. And this feels like, so far has been an escalation per ship. Ships can take a while, sometimes a couple of sessions to break down. It's a, can be a long process, but they'll be like, okay, here's a new ship. You just got, um, you just hit a point where you have a new hazard level and here's the new hazard. This ship is radioactive or let's say, or, or this ship is, uh, pressurized and you need to figure out how to go into compartments without explosive decompression on the ships or use that to your advantage if you need to. So, there are puzzles in the game. One, one just particular that I, I sticks out in my memory is to take apart a certain engine, you have to take the end cap off the engine and then start disconnecting these pipes along the perimeter of the engine. But as soon as you, as soon as you go to disconnect one, basically it lights a fuse that travels down the pipe of the engine. So you then have to quickly get that thing out of there, go into the engine itself all the way to the back of it and shut the fuel off before the fire reaches the fuel tanks which is like kind of tense and kind of interesting sounds harrowing it, has, it hasn't been too hard i've been playing with a controller it's on pc so you can play mouse and keyboard if, if you want controller seems fine it's but it's interesting and 
you know, hauling apart this ship and trying to get it all done. I have found it very engaging and the loop to be not boring. Is yeah, it right. <laughs> super fun? I'm I'm bummed that there wasn't. I know they're working on console releases, right? But it didn't yeah. make it out for this. I, I'm away from my PC right now. If I wish there had been an Xbox release because I definitely want to play this. Like I said, it's played fine with. I've been playing with an Xbox controller, so uh, you know, on the technical side, I could see it coming over quickly. I can't see anything in my non-technical ter- sense mm-hmm. that would stop it. It's playing just fine yeah, right just now. Just open up the engine and click export. To Xbox, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. But in terms of the controls mapping to a controller, they seem fine. Uh, I, I get torn sometimes between, I really like the movement controls on the controller, but the precision aiming on the mouse, I, I wish I had more because you do just have a laser. Sometimes you're just, you're just targeting things with, but they do things like aim assist that help with a controller. It seems thought out in, in, um, I think that's a pretty good summary of my feelings on it. The whole thing feels thought out and and, right. and fleshed out in a way I wasn't really expecting. And now I want to see more of. They they added this whole other thing too. This guy gives you another ship that you're personally building, like you're kind of um, you know, Camaro in the garage mm-hmm. that you're building and as you're breaking apart these pieces, you can smuggle stuff out to go fix your Camaro in the garage, you know? Like Hey, you know, I need some extra wiring. If I just pocket the wiring from this ship and I could just kind of bring it back, which is like a neat mechanic to have in there of uh, fixing up the, you uh, fixing up your ride, you put stickers on your guns and like your, your laser gun and your, uh, uh grappling gun, um, or beam. It's yeah, a- that sounds cool. Like I, like I said, I just didn't expect there to be this much personality in it. Yeah. Like I said, I thought it was just a very, just sort of. I hate to say bland. That's not the word I'm looking for, but I, like, you know, not a lot of personality, just a lot of technical, like yeah. slicing up, you know, scrap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was, you know, and that's what, yeah. that was what the early access experience largely was. I think it's like a real good wave of stuff coming out of early access right now. It feels yeah. like yes, delivering. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, some of the things people complained about in early access, which I totally get. And I think Alex, you, you mentioned some of this stuff, um, earlier, the time limit is still there in a lot of ways. Um, it doesn't seem that punishing, but it is still there. You still have gates on how long you can stay out at a time uh, mm-hmm. based on oxygen. You have to kind of refill it, and it's uh, there's an upgrade tree. That's been the thing that I've been trying to upgrade the fastest so I could just stay on the ship longer instead of having to go back, refill oxygen, and come back in. Um, there is a sandbox mode, which eliminates a lot of those uh, restraints, so you can go in there if you don't want the time limit. Like You get you know 10 minutes to take apart a ship in a day. If you just want to go out there and chill out and, and take a part of ship. But in the campaign mode, you do get those time limits, which I know some people are like, that makes it kind of stressful. Yeah. Um, but you're out there trying to scrap as much and take care of as much debt as you can per day session. And I think it works because they're moving that narrative forward. So that the time limit helps move the narrative forward because things are happening on a, like, hey, you took five days to do this. The narrative has jumped forward to it. Yeah. It, it, it seemed to make sense to me. Uh, Hard Space Shipwrecker, it's on PC Game Pass if you are a subscriber there, but also it is $35 uh, I played on uh, Steam, so uh, you can go pick it up. 35 bucks. I think it is fantastic so far. I'm going to go back and play more of it. Uh, I want to see where things go with that game. Excellent. All right, we are going to take a quick break there, and we're going to come back and talk about some more video games, so stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. 
I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some, uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. Okay, and we are back. And... Alex, you played some Vampire Survivors. Yeah, I messed up. Uh, <laughs> so you never played it before? I had watched you play it. I had watched other people play it. I had downloaded it a while ago, but then That's I did so not good. boot it up because I was worried that it was going to become one of those things that it became the only thing I played. And then this last week, it was kind of the only thing I played. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. So we've talked about this game before. Uh, it's a very simple presentation. There's a series of unlockable characters. They're all varying types of, you know, let's just say Castlevania protagonists. <laughs> and you are running around an environment being swarmed by increasing numbers and difficulty levels of enemies. And you are just trying to survive. Every time you level up, you add a new ability or improve an existing ability. It is literally just about surviving as long as you can. Uh, it is in early access, but it, I mean, the actual game part feels like it's pretty much there. Yeah, they uh, keep adding to it. Like, the thing I keep seeing, because people are obsessed with this game. Also, mm -hmm. it has sold a lot. Yeah, there are already, like, like five different clones on the uh, the, the Apple Store, by the way. It is. Uh, people are estimating, based on Steam stats and stuff, like, it's sold in the millions. Yeah. Uh, it's three bucks, is the thing. Three dollars. Also, I <laughs> have to point this out. Vinny, you will probably get a kick out of this. It's written in JavaScript. Nice! Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, um... Uh... Yeah, yeah, the thing I was going to say is like they keep they keep adding stuff to it. Like a couple of new things with achievements attached. Right. And I just keep seeing people like every month or two saying like, "Yeah, I, okay, I got all the achievements in Vampire Survivors again." Like uh, people oh just keep going back to it and doing everything there is to do, and then they add more and then they go and do all that as well. Like it's 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 huge. I'm sure people who have played a lot of it are getting longer runs than I have, but it, right now it is that perfect bite size, like 10 to 15 minute thing where I do a run and then I have to go do something else. Then I come back and do another run when I have another 15 minutes free. Yeah. And I think the, it, the, the, the sorry, the, the, the hook about it for me is that it's an auto attacker. Like, right. Mm, that's the thing for me is that kind of all you're doing is moving around. Yeah. Like, it's basically your only input is really just navigating and dodging. That's it. Right. Do you get. Uh, any other button, like face button controls to do anything? No. Okay. 
So you, it is a, it's basically a top down. It's it's not top down though. It's like a little isometric, right? But it is essentially a top down. I say you move the way you move in like an old Zelda game. Like that's mm. what the map looks like. But yeah. also like all the character art, like I said, is very much like we just. <laughs> what if what if this was legally distinct from Castlevania, but just barely? It is. Yeah. It is not a looker. Right. Right. It is. It is pretty yeah. rudimentary. Yeah. In the visuals department. A lot of characters on screen, though. Yes, a lot of stuff happening on screen, and just a lot of bobbing and weaving as various things like venture forth from your body to destroy stuff, and lots of gems to collect. So. What is the, uh, I remember the, this Brad from when you did it, but you are collecting things on the map that in a run will give you much more, <laughs> enhance your survivability. Yes. Uh, but then you also have some stuff you can spend between runs and those carry over permanently. That's money. Yes. And so the money is what you use to unlock characters and also, uh, progressive upgrades, which by the way, like they start at a certain cost, but every time you add an upgrade, it ups the cost of everything else too. Like it's yeah. one of those things where it gets exponentially more expensive. You can undo all the things you've spent money on and redo them if you okay. want. But I mean, I don't have enough of those for that to even be a, a, a consideration at this point. Okay. And there are things like more health generally or faster attack or stuff more health, like that. faster speed, uh, you know, like greater area of attack for area of attack type stuff. Uh, like there's, there's a whole bunch of those things and yeah. it's per character. And no, so those upgrades apply to whatever character you are playing. Each okay. character has a certain number, a certain attack type, yeah, and a certain bonus that comes along with them. Okay, but the characters themselves do not uh, level up. It is oh, just sort of nice. your overall okay. progress. Okay, all right, yeah. I mean, like it is, it is beautiful in its simplicity. Yes, and it, it is, is a video game ass video game to use the terminology of a former coworker of ours. <laughs> yeah, I started to describe it as a great time waster, but I feel like that's selling it short because like it's got a decent amount of depth and variety in all the yeah. you know the different upgrades you can pick because it the, the different attack patterns have a lot of strategy to them, right? But like yes, but also it runs in a window really well, and it's very much just an easy like throw it on the other monitor and play for five <laughs> minutes and then pause and get back to work and then like you can just kind of let it sit there and then get back to it every time. You want a little break or something? I literally played it last night while I was encoding, like, video. And, like, it did not hitch or mess up my computer in any way, shape, or form. So. It seems like a game, when I watched you play it, Brad, I have not touched it. But a game that uh, is absurd. Like, the longer you go, just the, the, you know, mountains of enemy, the circling, encircling of the main character by mountains of enemies as you chip away and exit from a a giant circle uh, seems fun. That seemed silly. Like, it's all kind of randomized, but there is certain kinds of escalations that don't necessarily happen every single time, but you you generally see often enough. And the one that is basically just the deluge of skeletons (laughs) all at once is maybe my favorite stupid thing in video games this year because it's mm. so goddamn many skeletons. I have never seen that many skeletons before. These are the things that I am happy... I am glad we have arrived with the horsepower in PCs Yes, and the uh, power of new consoles that we get stuff like this where it's like, let's take this concept, but times a billion... Right, because uh, now we can just have all of this stuff on screen. I feel like we've seen this in a couple of genres and games where it's just like, like um uh uh those we've played a couple of these like the teardown stuff and the uh, tools of destruction where it's like, okay, 
let's take this concept of being able to destroy stuff, but look how much stuff that you can destroy yeah. now and the physics in it and the all, you know, characters that can move on screen. So I'm glad we're getting simple, but gigantic and extremely this, effective. This is going to sound like the most self-evident nonsense. Like it doesn't need to be said, but like, Hey, computers cut really fast. Yeah. We yes. hit a point. We hit a point of compute and GPUs and CPUs and stuff where we're just like, we're seeing some cool shit now. Yeah. And that's but the like, thing I've even like three, four years ago was not happening. Right. Like we've just, we've hit some kind of inflection point where just like every game is doing amazing stuff technically now. Yeah. Oh, totally. And that's the thing. And the, the other thing is like little thing. I mean, this obviously visually is not the most resplendent thing you'll ever see, but like the thing I wanted from this generation of hardware was not just pure fidelity considerations, like as good as great, you know, like games running full horsepower on the PS five, the series X on PC these days. Look, I want people to get weirder with this mm -hmm. shit. Like, I want interesting art that comes out of that stuff that is not just pure, like, real photorealism. And I want games like this where it's just like, what if there was a million skeletons? Have fun. You know, <laughs> right. like, just yes. just try shit like that. And that, yes. that, to me, is much more interesting, honestly. What if you can spawn a giant Bart Simpson and crash him through the Titanic? What, what if, if you could do two? What, what if, we're not there yet. Oh, please. Please. We're not. Okay, there. what if it was a Bart and a Sonic? Uh, we're close. Who would but, do okay. such a thing? Yeah, I yes. know. This what is... demented soul would bring forth something like that? James Cameron. <laughs> that's right. That's that's Titanic. That's, that's what the director's cut is going to look yeah. like when he finally gets around to cleaning up those special effects. That was uh, what was it? Titanic six six six. That yes. is. Uh, <laughs> didn't want to give the plot Coming away. Coming from but... the asylum soon. All right. Uh, Vampire Survivors three dollars. You can get it uh, on Steam and other places. Uh, definitely Steam. I don't know if it's available anywhere else currently. It might just was, be Steam right now. Was it? Because itch? it is early access, technically. I thought it was Itch somewhere. Is it not? Mm, it might possibly. be on Itch. Okay. Uh, it's not on Epic. I know that. And it's not on consoles. Currently. And not mobile. No, okay. no. But there are like five different games <laughs> that if you search for Vampire Survivors, something that kind of looks <laughs> like that will pop up. Oh, dude, yeah. Like this is poised for some <laughs> mobile clone to come out and become the actual biggest game in the world. Mm. As far as I know, none of those clones have head as big yet. So okay. Okay, I could see the controls being a little tough on, on the mobile side, but maybe if you're just dragging around with your finger, yeah, uh, it, it works. All right, well, speaking of uh, escalations, mm -hmm. Hitman 3. Oh. Uh, uh, a patch came out for Hitman 3. Yeah, the patch was fairly minor in terms of what I was looking to check out. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's some new challenges, a new, like, there's a new rubber duck. <laughs> which some might argue was the most important addition. Tell me mm -hmm. about the duck. I like the added ray tracing on PC, which apparently runs terribly. Oh, oh that's really? a shame. Okay. Awful. Okay. Like even on high-end ray tracing capable cards, apparently with the ray tracing, it drops the, uh, the uh, performance by like 75% or something. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I played it on the Xbox, but uh, I checked out that uh, elusive target arcade that they rolled out a little while back mm -hmm. that I had just not gotten around to looking at. It is Escalations. Did you actually know that, or was that just a very convenient segue? Uh, so I, I booted it up quickly and just kind of poked around for a bit and then went into the arcade and then was like, ah, not right. You saw the word Escalation and it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, had so to read, not... I had to read it again, too, because I had forgotten what it was. Uh, the difference between, sorry, the difference between the, uh, the arcade, the freelancer mode, which is not in yet, and there's another one in there menu that I have not tried. What's next to the, uh, the arcade there's like uh, a. I'd have to go check. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, there, there was another thing. So I was like, well, I forgot what these all are. I mean, the freelancer mode is the one I'm like dying for. Like, yeah. that's basically Hitman roguelike, and you've got a home base that you can decorate yourself. <laughs> right. Um, 
The arcade is cool. It's interesting. It's it's essentially it's a way for you to try a bunch of elusive targets that you missed. Right. But they don't just serve them back up to you. They are escalation style. Like so if you didn't like the escalations <laughs> in the base game, then bad news. Um they typically seem to be three different elusive targets in one sequence, from what I've seen. I've I don't seen think that, they're doing yeah. more or less yet. Um but it'll be three different elusive targets. You do them in, in, in a row. Uh, and if you fail at any point in any of them, you lose access to that one for only 12 hours, which is not terrible. But it is a, like, there's just enough stakes to it, right? Like, there's just enough, like, I got a feel for this one, and I think I was about <laughs> to get that target, and then I screwed up. Like, oh, crap, I have to wait till tomorrow now, right? Um, so that's, like, not really punitive, but, like, just enough to kind of make it sting. Um, they also make them pretty hard. Like, they've mm. got escalation-style, like, extra stuff you got to deal with like like i did one where you could only change disguises once in the entire mission oh so it's like hey you get your one disguise change oh boy and it was a map it was um argentina the winery where i depend on kind of a whole sequence of disguise <laughs> changes from a normal mm-hmm. route right so it was like oh boy i just have to pick one of these and then hope i don't get spotted for the entire rest of the mission it, yeah there's some some tough stuff in there is it the sky the skies change or costume change like can you can you go back and forth between default and that costume anytime i don't you know want? okay po- i didn't try it's possible you could go back oh, that's to the hard one. okay yeah but still like you know if, if you if, if that one outfit gets compromised you're yeah in trouble, right right um some of them have extra objectives like i did did you ever do the art collector elusive target i don't remember at dartmoor i cannot find this dude anyway <laughs> Uh, there's a painting, like there's a painting that you have to smuggle out in addition to getting this guy as a, as a, mm, like a I don't, that doesn't sound there's, familiar. Yeah. There, there's some cool variety in there. Um, and more than anything, it just makes me realize how many elusive targets I have missed in that thing, mm. which is like all of them. Apparently, uh, there's a, there's a bunch in there and it's, it's just a cool way to just cycle through a bunch of them and see, cause you know, like they wrote little stories for all of these, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. Oh, here's this art collector who's bumping off the previous owner of every painting he buys, and here is this here's this master assassin from a rival uh, rival assassination agency who has come to us because clearly we're the best. <laughs> they can't they can't handle their own business. They had to come to us. So, like, anyway, um, I don't know that I'm going to play a ton of it, but it's it's a a nice little dip back into Hitman Three while there's not a ton coming out. But it's yeah, it's that 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 roguelike mode is the thing. Just give me that. Yeah, the uh, um, that that got pushed out a little bit because they had a when I booted it up, they had a big thing that's like, all right, click here for our year two uh, announcements, and I was like, as I I had forgotten, I they, they had announced this previously, but I thought this was freelancer was coming in this patch, and uh, I I looked and that got pushed out, but the map got pushed up a little bit, so I guess the map mm-hmm. is supposed to come. Their new map is supposed to come either next month or the month before oh, June cool. or July. Have they said uh, where that is. Oh, is it? It's an island of some kind, I think. Gosh, it was in their news thing, and now I would have to uh, pull it up. It's I, been I, long enough; that I've just forgotten. Yeah, uh, I forgot as well. But the 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 freelancer thing is the, the home base thing is the thing. I yeah, I, I Ambrose was, Island is the new Ambrose is the new. Wow, this screenshot looks an awful lot like Metal Gear. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Hitman stuff. The year two patch is that. There's a bunch of other stuff in that in that patch. Some uh, fixes per map and UI fixes and and a new rubber duck and new rubber duck and the ducky gun, which I, I don't know. What oh, that I, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're continuing to update that game. They have not abandoned it. Yeah. 
yeah there's some ui changes which i was looking over which sounded interesting uh so yeah uh i will i I am happy that the stuff is pushed out a ways because that's we're just uh not ready for that one right quite yet yeah we'll we'll come back to the freelancer mode in a a little while hopefully in a little while uh what else we got going on here oh boy um we did a stream on monday we Mm -hmm. did multiverses and we weren't sure how long that stream was going to be right we weren't sure how much that game was going to carry it so another game that we were we're going to look at uh dolman uh dolman dolman uh dolman was a game that we picked up just in case it's 40 dollars. it's on consoles it's on pc came out the 20th it is very much a souls like okay uh, a space you're kind of in a space suit i played i would quantify the amount i have played of it now i don't hate the game i'm not here to bag on it but i would say i have played enough of it okay uh, you've gotten right? your fill i think so i am not necessarily enjoying it it mm. is um it does not have great reviews out of the gate so like here's what i would say again not here to trash it but i would say if you're looking for this Elden Ring is right there. Yeah. And now this game's $40, but... Yeah, come on, man. Elden Ring is a whole $20 more than this. I would just say Elden Ring has a lot more out of the gate. Now, I haven't played a ton of Elden Ring either, but just out of the gate, I think it has a lot more going for it than something like uh, Dolman. It's not sci-fi, but it is it is more fantasy on the Elden Ring side. You don't start with a, a gun, but you do in, in Dolman. I just... I was finding it very frustrating. I was finding the combat not very engaging. Mm. There's something... There's something of a 360 quality to it. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> it's, uh, um, it has a 360 quality... But quali- not in a it, it a, way. It has a 360 <laughs> quality to it. Parentheses, derogatory. <laughs> I guess, right. Like I don't mean that in a positive way. I mean yeah. in a way that like games have come a little further and... Uh, again, I'm not trying to bag on it. It's just, I, I don't know the size of the team. It's put out by, I believe prime matter, which has published, you know, a, a decent amount of other games. Uh, it's, it's, you know, they have a catalog. So, yeah, I mean, you know, even if you want sci-fi dark souls, like surge one and two are right there. Right. This, the surge again, I think, yeah, I think that it feels a little better. That was put out by focus, right? Yes. Focus home. Yes. That um, was, um, gosh, I, the, developer always escapes me deck 13 right okay yes the surge is not bad surge has got some interesting ideas i never yeah. touched the surge too but I, I do remember the surge one at least having some ideas so yeah maybe that's what i, I really found lacking in dolman was like again d-o-l-m-e-n is um i don't think there was i don't didn't seem like there's anything novel here that was being added and it felt yeah. a little too clunky a souls game or a souls like game where the combat can be punishing and deliberate needs a certain finesse to it that if you get wrong can be really tough on the gameplay uh and i, and I just felt like things were spawning behind me constantly killing me in one shot and they just mapped a bunch of it felt like mapping a bunch of sci-fi elements to just basic souls things that right didn't necessarily feel like they were panning out so that's that that's dolman i checked it out i will probably not play that game anymore due diligence done done um again also, also on top of everything else every time we talk about this every time we talk about dolman it just makes me want some dolma which is very rude i think <laughs> maybe it's dolman i don't know i really don't know dolman. Um, 
I, I would much rather spend my time going back to playing something like Citizen Sleeper. Ah, a video game. Mm-hmm. What's up with Citizen Sleeper, Alex? I finished it finally. Uh, uh, I, I had a very sweaty morning where I was just like, you know what? I want to see this thing through to the end. So I spent a couple hours just doing the last threads, which I had several still dangling. But um, yeah, I managed to get all three prompts for what I think are the three main endings as I was uh, going through it this morning. And I liked that story. I liked it a lot more as it went along. I think mm. that it starts pretty engrossing, but as you kind of start meeting more characters and you kind of see where like the actual endpoints might be, it gets more interesting because there is a point where you kind of have to decide which of the paths you're going to take as you're ending. And each one is kind of presented in a way well, I'm not going to give any spoilers here, but each one is kind of presented in a way where you have the ability to back out and go do the thing you want. There is no like, oh, I've come too far. I'm fucked. Shit. Well, I, I'm planning on finishing this because I actually I also really like it. Um, not to put words in your mouth, I assume you like it. Uh, oh, I do well. a lot. Yeah, yeah I, it, it honestly like story wise, it's really interesting. I was way more into it than I thought I would be for the simplicity, relative simplicity of the gameplay. Like it is genuinely one of the most interesting things I think I've played this year. So the thing uh, I was going to ask you was, do you feel like you said you have the opportunity to back out of some decision making near the end? Do you feel like that's separate from the events leading you by all the decisions you've made up until that point? Are they meaningful in a way that push you down a path? Uh, so the way I would phrase it without giving anything away here is that there is kind of, you know, a pressure situation about your like like people coming to kill you or take care mm. of you or take you away. Which is the setup for the game. Which is kind of the setup. And I ended up getting past that a long way before I got to where the endings were. Okay. So the rest of it was really about tying up the storylines of the characters you meet and, you know... Your new life. that you Your new made. life there. Okay. And so the way, like, again, without giving actual spoilers here, I will just say that, like, each of those endings kind of comes with a choice, and some of them are like, okay, that's a point of no return. If you decide okay. that's the ending, that's the ending. If you decide to back away from it, you have the option of the other endings in front of you that you can go do. Interesting. So it's not like you have to replay the entire game again. To no, the credits roll, if, even if you pick one of those choices that is a back out, but then it just puts you right back into the game. So I, I before this, I asked you to specifically not go too deep into it because I am genuinely, uh, uh, I really want to finish it up and maybe next week. So I'm hoping maybe we can even get into it a little deeper next week yeah. uh, with any luck because I have also really enjoyed that game. I'd need to finish Norco as well, as yeah. well, but I think I'm right on the edge of Norco. Yeah. Um, and Citizen Sleeper, really, um, really some great narrative heavy games. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, like that this, and Norco are definitely near the top of my list this year. And, uh, and, and also Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate, uh, Demon Hunters. Yeah. Great uh, story there. Uh, the richest mm -hmm. storytelling. You know, it's not terrible. I'm just, you know, so sorry. I've been, I played more of it. I, it is, it is just scratching that XCOM itch. It is right. so. When I said a Dolman was a a, a really a almost Souls -like. beat, beat for beat Souls like, this is doing XCOM, but it is just doing it really well, I think, mm -hmm. and with a, a a thick coat of Warhammer paint over right. it. Things are mapping. I, I'm actually enjoying. They dumped it. half the bottle of Warhammer into that stew, and there uh, you go. 
Yeah, these aren't the contrast paints. These are the really thick. These are two coats, two thin coats of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, some Citadel right on there. Okay, uh, hang on. Uh, All right. Let me give this a shot. Okay. okay. Space Marines. Space Marines. Orcs? Or are they just orcs? Orcs. With a K? With a K. Okay. Tyranids? Tyranids? I think Tyranids. Tyranids? Zerg, yes. Uh... Is there a Protoss equivalent? There's some kind of space yes. mind alien, Eldar, right? Eldar, 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 Eldar. Okay. Anything okay. else? Are those the factions? Uh, there, there there are more. Chaos. Oh, uh, oh yes, I've heard of Chaos. Yeah, yeah. I think chaos. those are most of the main ones, though, right? Uh, there are there are legions of other other okay. things. There are, um, gosh, uh, people people could if this were a live show they would be filling it in. But there are the Necrons, I believe, which are the kind of undead armies. There are the um, the not the space the space marines are the space marines that you'd know from Starcraft ish the Astartes I forget there but there are the um, the regular military branch and so um, gosh what are they called it's it should be on the tip of my tongue Gaunt's Ghosts they're 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 the they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're the other they're the guys with tanks right right um, so that's like that's a faction tanks. you you play as uh, there are actually a lot of factions. Um, uh, in the in the game, so there are more than let's say the. <laughs> if you're trying to do the mapping of StarCraft, it it, it expand it expands out there much right. more, much much more. Um, space uh, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gates is a pretty good XCOM. Okay, and and there is an XCOM three announced, right? Oh no, it's there? just that Midnight Suns thing right now that they is have. That the, is that all for Axis as? Yeah, they did that. Uh, they did that offshoot of XCOM Chimera Squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they haven't announced like what three is going to be at this point, if there is one. Oh, I thought there was. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything official. Mm. I mean, they will make a three. I'm telling you that right now, just from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> I feel it. I know it in my bones. But yeah, this is a, so. If you're if you're looking for that, this uh, again, probably going to take. If you're not into Warhammer, maybe this is not going to be your flavor. But yeah. it, it does scratch that uh, turn-based tactical itch in the XCOM fashion. A lot of setting up Overwatch, a lot of turn-based stuff, a lot of um, managing your home base, your ship, upgrades, all of those things are uh, are interesting. Managing timers. All right, so the games we talked about here. That's uh, Is it just multiverses? It's not Warner Brothers Warner Brother presents just, multi. Yeah, it's I'm, just multiverses. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about multiverses, which is that Warner Brothers mm-hmm. thing. Uh, we talked about Hard Space Shipbreaker, which hit 1.0, and I think people should check it out. It's a lot of fun. Vampire Survivors, which is on uh, the PC for $3, if you're curious. Mm-hmm. Um, the updates to Hitman 3, uh, specifically not in this update, but the um, uh, uh, arcade, the Elusive Target Arcade. What's it called? Is that what it is? Elusive the, Target Arcade. Yeah. Elusive Target Arcade. Uh, Dolmen, which, you know, go watch a review mm. somewhere. <laughs> Citizen Sleeper, which I think is great. Alex finished it. We'll talk more about it hopefully in coming weeks. And Warhammer 40K, Chaos Gate, Demon Hunters, long name, but the short of it is XCOM-like in Warhammer, which uh, I continue to play and enjoy. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the news. And while the news might be few in number, it is strong in content. So uh, stick around. We're going to get to it in just a second. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) 
ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just used ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What, what are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh -huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know it. They didn't know a damn thing. Says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we are back in time for the video game news. Mm -hmm. The video game news. Right. Um, things happening in and around the video game industry, and uh, this week, it's nice to say, the news is of a slightly lighter affair, uh, which, is, which is nice. Um, well, I guess depending on your angle, if you mm. like multi-national uh, uh, companies and conglomerates consolidating, then maybe this isn't your cup of tea, but it's EA's possibly. What is going on as EA says they are, they're taking all bidders. Yeah. Well, that's, that is, that is rumored or reported. They haven't said anything, but yeah. Yeah. I'll start the news with some good old mergers and acquisitions talk. <laughs> sure. Uh, yes, EA, or Electronic Arts, as we mm. like to call it in the business, uh, according to uh, the, the new site Puck, is trying to get bought. Trying to get or, bought. Or trying to merge with someone. Mm -hmm. EA has an urge to merge, I guess you could say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who did they try to merge with? Um, yeah, Puck. Uh, Puck is, a, is a, a new site, a relatively new news site that a bunch of prominent journalists have put together, I gather. But it's also heavily paywalled, so I have not read this original story. Uh, but I have read stories about the story. Uh, but yeah, Puck um, Puck is a uh, quote about EA, quote, has been persistent in pursuing a sale. Mm. Uh, and apparently has talked to Disney, Apple, Amazon, and I can't believe this is the name of a company. Comcast hyphen NBC no space universal. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. I did not realize that Comcast NBC Universal's name had become that grotesque. That's our Wayland Yutani. It's kind uh, of. But if it, it's Wayland Yutani if you just tacked one thing onto the Yutani at the end because it's, yes. it's kind of a yes. Um So yeah, it sounds like uh it sounds like EA is, is pretty uh, aggressively looking for somebody to scoop them up and become part of a larger company. Sounds like talks uh Got the furthest with Comcast NBC Universal. Uh, out of all of those, uh, the talks have fallen apart. So, seems like nothing is happening at the moment, but it would not be at all surprising from the sound of things for somebody to scoop EA up at some point soon. I mean, a thing I've seen a couple of 
people say in the wake of this story is that companies like this are always talking to other companies and potentially fielding offers along these lines. But at the same time, in the current consolidation crazy industry in which we live, in which we have basically been just guessing, okay, what's going to be the thing Sony buys? Okay, what's going to be the next big merger? This tends to carry a little bit more weight because it feels like they're actively pursuing something. Yeah, it's actually so... I read the first three paragraphs of the puck story uh-huh. right behind the paywall, and right. like the, the gist of the, the framing of the story is much more about Comcast, NBC, Universal's aspirations right. to acquire stuff. Like the EA thing is just like, hey, EA was one of their targets. You know, it fell apart, et cetera, et cetera. But like, this was not a story about EA being acquired. It was about, hey, who is in is is Comcast going to buy to compete with Disney buying everybody, right? To compete with Warner merging with Discovery, which we just talked about right. in this very episode, right? right. Yeah. The point is, like, we're in a, a, a mergers and acquisitions frenzy right now. Like, it is just expected that every one of these giant companies is trying to gobble up as much content as they can, which kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. It was It was also in the uh, the reporting, I think it was in those Video Games Chronicles, uh, reporting on the story about the resiliency of video game companies during the last two years and how adding them to a bigger portfolio is very attractive now let's say for giant companies that have money in the bank. So everybody wants their little video game company in there to balance out some of their portfolio for, according to the reporting, weathering tougher times in other marketplaces. Yes. And it's easy to imagine a company like EA and other major publishers, uh, like say for instance, Activision Blizzard, uh, coming to the conclusion that a deal like this makes sense for them because, I mean, I think the thing that we've kind of commented on repeatedly is that we are now out of that window of games that were near the end of development when the pandemic started, and everything has kind of slowed to a crawl, especially on the AAA side. So even if these companies have money in the bank, they're not going to be able to refill the coffers at the pace that they are used to, at least in the next year or two. So, you know, having a company like an NBC Universal come along and be like, well, what if we got involved and, you know, intermingled our business with yours? That kind of gives them potentially some breathing room. Yeah. Um, the puck story says that uh, in the context of EA looking for a buyer or merger partner that they have quote, only grown more emboldened in the wake of the Microsoft Activision deal. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, it says that they are primarily, primarily looking for a deal that would allow Andrew Wilson to remain in charge of EA. Right. So probably in the short term, not much would change on the EA side. Yeah. One would assume. It's um, it's wild, man. And like, I feel like this stuff escalates. Speaking of escalations, this stuff escalates mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, does EA then feel pressure a financially or b like, hey, we need to buddy up with a bigger fish to take on these now bigger things in the marketplace. We won't have the resources to field games if they're making if Microsoft Blizzard Bethesda is making this tier of game if we want to compete we need more resources or we need something else or we need to have a catalog of nbc's finest and universal's finest to make our own warner multiverses i don't right. know these things these things feel like they escalate and trends happen and so i do think it's interesting that viacom cbs is one company we have not heard a whole lot about in all of this and i feel like part of that might be the fact that they have dipped their toes into video games before and maybe they don't see a future there Saying Bob Live is not a big fan of interactive entertainment. 
I'm saying the. I mean, last time they didn't do it in a very splashy way because they just bought harmonics and then made the Rock Band games and a couple of other small things here and there. But I have to imagine somewhere over there is like, now we did this video game thing before. It's there's no future there, even no matter how like short sighted that might be. My. I do not know any of this, so I am mm-hmm. SEC. If you're listening, I, I have nothing. I we do, are not I have, insiders. Have I have, not been I have for no some knowledge time. of this. I think Viacom CBS Paramount mm-hmm. is looking to get gobbled, not looking to gobble would be my guess that they would, they would love to be picked up by something else and not, they are not top of the food chain. They are middle of the food chain. On They're those, not. On those little circle blobs that you see of like what company, yeah. uh, what is that? Market caps. Um, you know, they're not huge. But I also don't know who would gobble a company at that scale. Uh, I could, you know, like, listen, Disney got ABC, right? So like at some point, Amazon, Amazon, well, Disney CBS. already had ABC. They bought Fox. Oh, I'm saying like at, yeah. at some point, Disney and ABC came together. So you never know. It could be like an Amazon, Amazon CBS at some point, right? Or yeah. uh, uh, something Something along That's, uh, honestly, yeah, that is probably what it is, is that it is probably something that is like an Amazon that is looking to build out their content portfolio in a more significant way and is maybe, let's just say, becomes gun shy after producing some originals that do not necessarily do huge numbers for them, despite the amount of money they spent on them. Lord of the Rings, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they want to get into, yeah, they're like, hey, we want this marketplace, whatever it is, and it's either... I mean, Amazon and and Paramount Plus don't make sense. Like Amazon streaming services don't do just fine. But it might if Paramount Plus is again. I know nothing about this. I'm just spitballing here. I've been in. I was in meetings and various things where mm-hmm. people talked about stuff like this. If Paramount Plus previously what was it? CBS All Access. Yes. It, it becomes enough of a platform. A company, not Amazon, because they have one that doesn't have a streaming service. Service buys them because they have that user base in Paramount Plus. So. Uh, but some, at the same time, it, Amazon bought MGM. Like they they now own the MGM movie catalog. So, but MGM didn't have a streaming. No, service, but right? the thing is, like, you want the, the, the amount of the amount of stuff that is on Paramount yeah. Plus is right. certainly attractive to an Amazon that is mostly a dumping ground for varieties of content and some originals. Yeah, I feel like that is not. I, I'm not saying they would do it. I'm saying it is not out of the realm of possibility. The whole thing is, um, what's that game? Flow. We just get yes. bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's bigger just, than before. It's just are you are you big enough to be swallowed? Or are you big? Are you uh, uh, doing the swallow? The the swallow. It, it sounds perverted when I say it this way. I'm gonna switch to are you big enough to eat something? Or are you the thing that is going to be eaten? Uh, all I know is very few companies have that Steven Tyler mouth big enough to swallow <laughs> some of these other things. So uh, on the heels of this story or uh, adjacent to it, I would just like to remind everybody because it things move very quickly. But uh, that Take Two Zynga merger just or acquisition just went through like two days ago. Yes, uh, that was for a measly twelve point seven billion. Yes, which was massive until like three weeks later. Yeah. Yep. So at that, which point it was like ah eh, whatever. That just happened. That finalized. That's how long get these your, things take. Get your toy acquisition out of here. <laughs> yeah, and I would just like to also remind anyone out there who might be in the content acquisition game that uh, we are more than happy to be acquired for less than what Zynga was paid for. Uh, well, I'm going to say uh, maybe twelve point two billion. Uh, listen, we're we we can we can neg- we're, we'll start fielding offers. You know, yeah. I'm like, hey, you want cash over asking, which is twelve point five billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. If you want to make it per person, just so you know. <laughs> per person, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's, right. that's uh, right. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we? What, just hit this Jeff Keeley story real quick, since since Alex kind of touched on 
the basis of that story already. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Keeley's been out there. I guess he was. This was in a Twitter space. <laughs> oh God. Um, that he's basically been saying like, "Hey, expect fewer big events this summer from game publishers." That's right. Jeff uh, Keeley saw his shadow. Me. Yes. Uh, he straight up. <laughs> he straight up used the phrase "COVID gap year." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's still a lack of games coming out right, right now. This is this kind of is the COVID gap year with a lot of games being delayed because they were started during the pandemic. Like we said, basically the same thing last week, right? Yes, or, we or did the week before. Um, <laughs> God of War is traveling Europe right now, uh, uh, it trying to find back. itself. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, Kratos is. Uh, <laughs> He's backpacking, summering in Vienna, trying to decide, <laughs> you know, what to do. Um, he did rattle off some names. Uh, he said, "He said there were a lot of shows last year where everyone was disappointed when they weren't really press conferences, right? Like Take mm-hmm. Two, Capcom, Square Enix, and things like that." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think they've learned that if you're going to do a press conference, you kind of need to have thirty minutes plus of stuff, and sometimes they only have one or two great games to show, which may not be enough to do a full event around. So basically, expect fewer uh, individual streams from different publishers for stuff this year. But you would think that would mean he would say, but. That means our show is bursting with stuff because they're giving it all to us instead of doing their own thing, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, even that, he sort of downplayed. <laughs> he kind of downplayed, like, everything. I mean, he said he said there will be 15 or more guests on his thing. Um, but uh, just the general tone of this whole thing was that he was just sort of like, hey, there's yeah. not a ton. Yeah. Temper expectations, kind of. Temper your expectations. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people are going to get necessarily everything that they want in June like they never do, but I hope people have fun. It's just going to be different, and that's what I keep telling people. This is not replacing E3. It's a different sort of vibe and sense of things. I don't make the games, so I just sit here and pray that there's going to be some cool stuff to show to people. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Keely, so buddy. He then he so. then locked up his Twitter account and closed the door uh-huh. on any means of uh, reaching him and said, see you. <laughs> we like to have fun around here. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I mean, yeah. So, yes, like definitely seems like temper your expectations quite heavily for next month and what may be revealed. I'm not sure I can temper my expectations any harder than I already have. Um, you know, I what I would appreciate is like I don't need to see games that are either zero date or 2024 at this point. Like, right? It's okay. Just show me fewer things. I don't need to see stuff that is five years away. If you have uh, something substantial to show for a 2024 game, I will watch that. Uh, but I, at this point, I would really love to at least know what's coming out by the first half of next year. There's too many things that are out there spinning around right now that will never yeah. have updates that too many plates. Don't show me another thing for 2024 and beyond EA unless you are going to just show me a piece of art for the new Mass Effect game. Like don't leave, sure. don't put another thing up in the air. Like just if even if you have nothing to show then show fewer things. Uh Summer Games Fest is Thursday, June 9th at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh and then just uh uh so you know the Microsoft Bethesda showcase is then that Sunday, June twelfth. Yes, is, uh, and as far as we know, those are the things right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, should we move on to this Raven story, which is uh, yes, uh, kind of surprised me in its. I don't know. It, it's that it's, it, it's it vague happened, hopefulness that, that, it, he, that it came and happened. Yeah. Alex, what's going on with Raven after? Uh, Raven, part of Activision Blizzard, and a part of this story that is maybe not the worst thing in the world. No, for once, there's actually like a little bit of hope on the labor side of things in video games. So, 
This has kind of been bubbling since the end of last year. Uh, Raven's QA department, and Raven is the studio that does a lot of support work on Call of Duty stuff, uh, especially they've been doing Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, they kind of, like, they, they raised a huge stink uh, because 12 of their colleagues were laid off kind of unceremoniously, some of which I think had been promised full-time positions at one time or another. Uh, and in the wake of that, the QA department at Raven has been seeking out... Uh, Unionization mm -hmm. uh, alongside uh, CWA, uh, the Communication Workers of America. <clears throat> and so this has been kind of ongoing. Uh, there's definitely been some stuff on the Activision side of, if not outright union busting, then certainly strong discouragement of something like this with them kind of repeatedly saying, we don't think that one department should get to make a decision like this that affects the whole studio, et cetera, et cetera. Your usual rhetoric. Um, but so the, the vote was held, I believe over the last, uh, couple of months and the final tally, uh, was 19 to three unionization has passed within the QA departments of, uh, Raven and they are officially, uh, the Game Workers Alliance exists now. Yeah. It's like jarring in this New York Times story, a first for the gaming industry in the headline. <laughs> like, I mean, I know that is true. In the American game, game industry, it absolutely is. But it's like hard. It's like hard to wrap your head around that this, like, really, like, how's this? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Does that make how sense? How's it like taking this long? Like, I know rationally that yes, this has not happened before, but yes, it seems just kind of like hard to wrap your head around that this hasn't happened before. I, yeah. I went through and I, I I clicked through. I tried to find it in like three different places, looking for that line that said pending appeal or pen, you know pending some other thing that Activision's going to do. You know, it's not going to happen until this right. thing gets squashed. But it seems like. This is this has happened, and you know the hard part now is negotiations and and coming to a contract right. and all that stuff with Activision Blizzard, which is also <sighs> a whole other ball of wax. So yeah, but the you know National Labor Relations Board has basically rejected a lot of Activision's claims that uh, yeah. you know, Alex, like you said, hey, twenty one people shouldn't represent all of Raven or this group, and said no, this is a big enough group to substantially represent themselves as the QA department. Uh, and let's so, let's be let's be honest about what they're actually worried here is that they are worried about a snowball effect oh, of, of uh, what if the rest of Raven decides they want to do this? What if the rest of our studios want to do this? Like this is the thing they are trying to put the kibosh on now. Yes. And, and so their official line when asked for comment on this was we respect and believe in the right of all employees to decide whether or not to support or vote for a union, which. It's a PR thing. It is. Yeah, it is neither here nor there. And again, having a single department in a, in a studio that is unionized versus the rest of it, it does complicate some things. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, it's like this didn't come out of nowhere. This isn't based off of nothing. It wasn't a frivolous decision. It's a thing that was, you know, hard worked and hard fought for. And now we see where things go from there, because I guarantee you this will not be the first and only example of this happening. It always... um. Not to uh, belabor uh, or to, mm -hmm. to kind of... Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, stick around here too long. But it, it... In the logical progression of these things where bigger companies are always um, saying how terrible a union would be for a, a bunch of circumstances, you would almost... One could almost extrapolate logically out that Activision Blizzard would say, great. We're very happy. Now you'll all see how terrible this is for these people within the QA department, and it'll be so bad that we're not worried about it spreading to other departments because you'll see how miserable they are instead of kind of fearing that it would 
creep into other places. Uh, well, so, the thing you said, though, would have to be true for that to actually be their strategy. Well, that, well, you know, they go and they say how terrible it's right. How terrible it's yeah. going to be. So, you know, it, it almost makes me feel like maybe they're a little worried that it won't be so bad for the, the QA department. Oh, you like, mean they were actually just like throwing rhetoric out there that was designed to discourage I, and that's it? Let's just say that's got that kind of sentiment about it that they seem to be put back a little bit and they really didn't want this to happen uh, for a lot of reasons. So we'll we'll see. Again, hard part as all of these things go, this happened with Amazon recently, coming to a negotiation, making a sure bunch of that- Starbucks stores have been yeah. unionizing as well. So. so finding a contract and these things can go on for a long time. And so hopefully there is good faith uh, arbitration on, on the Activision Blizzard side to reach a contract. And we don't wind up in a situation where it's three years out and this QA department is still waiting to actually negotiate a contract or they're pushing it out to see what happens with Microsoft. So that's another thing. I think Microsoft said, correct me if I'm wrong, Microsoft said they would honor whatever comes over, right? Whatever happens there. They were extremely noncommittal. They said, you know, it is up to the Activision Blizzard employees basically to decide. But, you know, like they they have not gone on record as like actually trying to put the stamp out on this because I think Mm -hmm. they know they can't. At yeah. least not from the position they're in right now. Yeah. yeah. I think Phil Spencer is a savvy enough guy to know what what they can't get away with. Yes. But that would be a big thing. Like, yeah. if, if this deal goes through mm-hmm. and Activision Blizzard becomes part of Microsoft mm-hmm. and this unionization effort, like, starts to spread through more studios, that is a big change to the mm-hmm. way Microsoft does business. And game publishers, game developers do business in general. Like, that is... Just about the biggest North American example you could have of a company dealing with something like that. All right. Well, QA doing some quality assurance on workplace practices. Congratulations to them. Like, I, 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 I hope nothing but the best for them. I hope this genuinely improves things and that they are able to get what they want in the, in the end. Yes. Well said. Um, (laughs) Surprise, but no surprise, Death Stranding 2. Ah, uh, maybe. Probably. Probably. Kind of a, hey. Yeah. This, Norman this, Reedus. Again, mm-hmm. Norman Reedus again. Norman Reedus, star of AMC's Ride with Norman Reedus, uh-huh. has said that production has begun on Death Stranding 2, which is a lot more than, like, the vague, like, oh, they're, they're going to do another one from last year or whatever <laughs> it was. I mean, like, yeah. usually when, like, an actor or a voice actor or somebody says, yeah, we're working on it, like, it's mm-hmm. that's pretty definitive so the quote in this though is very much him saying we're gonna do the second one no right? no no. he's like, was... we just started the second one the second one that's what he said yeah yeah yes. so there like is he's... a chance he could be talking about a second project that is not specifically death stranding 2 ah, uh, that feels like what he's talking about he, he goes on to talk about death stranding one stuff yeah so yeah it took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything it takes a lot of work and then yeah. the game came out and it just won all these awards and it was a huge thing so we just started part two of that yeah okay so that's like, that's pretty that definitive. feels pretty definitive yeah so i mean i'm not surprised i think death stranding uh i think this this the story we've gone over it here the narrative here is like the budget maybe wasn't as big as people think it was yeah. And so I think that game did make its money back or it was a pretty big success. So I, I yeah, see you know, it, it came out on PC later and I think that version did really well. Like mm. you can mod it and they've put out this director's cut on both platforms. Yeah. So I, I'm I glad. Want them, I want, I want to see more of it. I would assume it made a good chunk of money in the end. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of parts of it. Yeah. I well, want to see them make the game that is just the walking and infrastructure building simulator that they were gesturing toward and just say this game doesn't need to have combat. 
Yeah, yeah, mm. I could see it. I mean, unless they came up with a better reason for it. Like, it just felt like, the first game, it felt like the combat didn't need to be in there. Yeah. The combat was there because it was a Hideo Kojima game, and he knew that people who played his previous mm. games expected you to fight somebody. Right. Yes. So, so, yeah, I I think I'm curious to see what a Death Stranding 2.0 would yeah. be yeah. with feedback from the first one. There's a like good that. tweet from him about some job openings at the studio where he basically says there is a job opening for someone to go and do all his research for him because he doesn't have time anymore, which he, without saying this in explicit terms, basically said, I need someone to go read Wikipedia for me to come up with interesting ideas. Oh, dude, I would do that job in a heartbeat. <laughs> I need a it's brain. It's pleasure working with you. <laughs> yeah. I am going to go tell Kojima about weird stuff I found on Wikipedia for the rest of my life. There is also a scriptwriter job on there that is separate, so I wonder if he is looking to get some different perspectives in there that are not just, like, Kojima brain project stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I got, way, I got way into the gameplay in Death Stranding. Like, that open area in the middle of the game where you're building all the highways and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I spent, like... That's the best area. That Chapter 3 is absolutely the best part of that That's game. That's the best part. Like, that was, like, I got way into that stuff. I would love to see them iterate on all the ideas in that game for a second thing. I have no fucking idea what the story looks like. None. Well, yeah, I don't either. Of the of Death Stranding one? No, two. Oh, of two. Like, oh, two. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I understand what the story of one looked like. I I don't know what, what you do with that right. afterward. Well, in two, you meet you meet this character. It's weird. They're called Retcon Man, mm-hmm. uh, and okay. goes back and kind of just uh, tells you the events. Uh, no, it didn't happen like that. It didn't. Uh, a Porter Bridges, Sam. Uh, it actually it happened something. Like this, and then you just replay the whole thing again. It's actually just an entire Die Hard Man game. Maybe you go to different parts of the world, or sorry, like yeah. not the U.S. Maybe go. Oh and man, you got to you got to bring it somewhere else. After MGS two, if he just turns around and deconstructs the first game again, I don't know. You can't, you can't do that again. <laughs> That'd right? be pretty funny, though. You have to admit. <laughs> uh, what was the what was the Kojima tweet thing that people got a little uh, uh, over enthusiastic about with Sony a while ago? He uh, tweeted- he posted that graphic. With Death Stranding in it? Yeah, they added Death Stranding to that lineup of Sony okay. properties. I think we talked about it that week. That yeah. He, and he just like tweeted it out of context, which okay. kind of got everybody going like, oh, they're buying them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that but, could that could easily be something I see announced in this summer games stuff of, uh, hey, and Death Stranding 2 is in production. Yeah, like, there were all those rumors about him signing a deal with Xbox, but mm. they were strictly rumors. So I wonder if nothing's going to come of that. They could also become a two-game studio. Like, you could sign a publishing deal for something else. Um, all right. Death Stranding 2. Look for it in not Eventually. the near future. Yeah. Uh, just starting production. And then uh, Sony also in the news here. Oh, boy. Uh, we've got the... we last Was it last week we talked about the PlayStation uh, Ultimate Plus Deluxe? Yeah, the new PlayStation Plus tiers are starting to roll out slowly in... Yeah. in- their territorial fashion. I think in Taiwan they have it now. Yeah. Parts of Asia are getting it first. I think throughout June it's supposed to start coming out in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people have gotten their first look at what the PlayStation Classics are going to be like on that service. Mm-hmm. I think Abe's Odyssey is the only game that's actually available right now. At least that I could find. Uh, it's the PAL version. <laughs> Again. Just like they did on that PlayStation Classic that they put out. For people that don't know, the PAL version necessarily runs at a lower frame rate and slower than the NTSC version did. 
So run, just run, not died. like intentionally, like not, intentionally. Not that, that is not the design. Yeah, that's, yes. how, yeah. that's the yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah, the PAL, the, the PAL uh, television format that was mostly made in Europe, yeah. just works that way. Yes, it's just it, fifty hertz instead of sixty. Yes, it, yes, it, it just is slightly slower than NTSC, but also. We're not bound to those standards anymore. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever figured out why they did this on the PlayStation Classic. I saw some I, people talking about like the version might have more like language options or something mm, in it than like the that default seems NTSC like the kind one. Of decision they would make, I maybe. Could, I, I don't know. I could definitely, I bet that's true. Like the I don't know if that's true or not. But I, okay. but I can't remember if they were all PAL versions on that on the Classic or not. Some of they, them definitely were, but I don't remember if all of them were. Yeah. Is that even what they called that thing? I don't even remember what the actual name of I the think, tiny PlayStation was. Oh God! I don't anyway, either. I never bought one of those things. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's the yeah. tiny PlayStation. I believe it is um, the PlayStation Classic. I, there's there's video out there floating around of this of this Abe's Odyssey release. Like it's got some features. Like it's got rewind, save states. It's got some like CRT filters for visual stuff. Like they they've done some work. Also, apparently some of these games are gonna have trophies. Hmm. Um. Sounds like not all. It's up to the developer if they want to add trophies or not. But trophies and PlayStation One games is kind of cool to me. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would ever. I'm not yeah. a trophy guy. I never have been. I, I just I, I retro achievements are <laughs> awesome to me. I mean, there is like literally the named retro achievements feature that you can use to get achievements in like SNES games and stuff like that. It just the idea of reverse engineering them back into old games is fascinating to me from a technical perspective. Sure. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm with you. I think it's neat. I don't think it's something I would participate in. Yeah, I mean, I, I would mess with it. You know, it'd be fun to... It's it's fun to go back and play old games in a new way, right? Mm. With new objectives and stuff. But they, they've said, like, Ape Escape and Hot Shots Golf and Intelligent Cube and Siphon Filter, some games like that are going to get trophies, uh, which is neat. Who's to say if they will also be the PAL versions or not? I don't know. Yeah. Who's who's to say? Not Maybe not the best foot forward for this. No, I mean, again, they're already kind of starting from behind here. People do not have great expectations for what they have initially offered. And I think people seeing that it's like, oh, these are these, you know, versions that just don't run at the same speed as the ones I'm used to. Yeah. Like, that does not put you on a great starting point. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, actually, Video Games Chronicle did some further testing. I guess more games are rolling out. Okay. Everybody's Golf, Wild Arms, Ape Escape, Jumping Flash, and Kurushi, which I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. All pal. Okay. So, okay. Hard to say. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I, I glossed over this part of the story. Tekken 2, Siphon Filter, Abe's Odyssey, or... Huh. Okay, Mr. Driller. A few of these are NTSC. Okay. So it is a mix. Weird. Um, so that's kind of a crapshoot, but like the, the stuff they've added, like the, the rewind and the Say like save states in PlayStation games is pretty cool. I would love them to get them on record. It's like what what made you choose this version versus this version for this? Yeah. It's the version that we I found the torrent for easiestly enough. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we talked about it before. Like, I don't know how much they're going to build out the classics part of this stuff, but like that library is just so huge. Oh yeah, and there's mm-hmm. so much in there. So many beloved games on the PS One and Two. Like that uh, could be a major thing for them if they really went for it. If they I want it to be, they're going to go for it. We've got about two more weeks until this rolls out in North America. June thirteenth is um is about when that comes out. I mean, it's two or three more weeks. Um, so we'll see soon. We will we will get this soon. But yeah, early impressions. Is it ever going to be what everybody wants? No, but this one seems like one that maybe they could have known beforehand, considering yeah. the past. Hey, you know what? There's a lot of other ways to play PlayStation One games. It's a PlayStation Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, the only other way. 
think that's going to do it for the news and the video game industry here. Yeah, that's all the news you can use. We trust us. Yes, that is every news you can use right there. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today and listening. I want to thank uh, everyone who has supported Nextlander and continues to support Nextlander as we approach rocketing towards our one-year anniversary. It is coming, and nothing can stop it. We it's are, true. We are on the way. Uh, I want to thank our supporters over on Patreon. If you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash nextlander. Find a tier that fits. Find a tier that's right for you. And uh, you can go join up there. There is one tier, though, the Mysterious Benefactor tier that gets a shout-out on this here show. And I am going to read those Mysterious Benefactors to the world right here, right now, today on this very podcast. That's the kind of thing you can expect from Nextlander. Right. So, so thanks again, everybody. Here are the mysterious benefactors for this week. We have Vornak, Lerganas, Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas, James Smith, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher. John McInnes, Bunny Thorpe 74, <laughs> Bunny Thorpe 7474 Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Anders Buga, Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, it's me, JP, Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, a.k.a. Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Those are our mysterious benefactors for this week, and they're your mysterious benefactors as well. I want to thank everybody again for supporting us, whether it's watching us, listening on Patreon, supporting the good word over the last... Nearly Ooh, a year. 50, 50 weeks-ish. This um, is episode 51, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You do make this possible. We say it every week. We're not kidding around. We do a lot of kidding around. I'm not kidding around. Uh, you uh, make everything we do here possible, including our Monday's stream, in which we took a look at multiverses, a ramble cast. We've got a patron's choice coming up this Thursday. We've got Tomorrow. a uh, Discord Q&A also on Thursday, and on Friday, we'll have some Alex Quest. We had to shuffle some things around. Yeah. Brad, you will not be there for the Alex Quest in this week, but uh, we will make sure to fill you in. We'll make do. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Uh, it'll be, that'll be the episode where it all happens. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll dig out my binder, my <laughs> massive binder of Mass Effect Andromeda notes. Yes, you're, I, I know you have. It's all, it's all keyed up and, uh, and tapped very well there. That's right. Uh, next week, if you're listening to this, the week uh, that we are recording, which is the 25th, next week, I will be jumping into Final Fantasy Online to see what that's all about. I'm going to be spending two weeks in there, not two weeks straight. Uh, a few hours every day over the next two weeks, A, to find out about this Final Fantasy Online, and B, to promote Nextlander's one-year anniversary. So next week on Monday, you can join me for a heck of a session 
I don't have an end point, but it's going to be more than a few hours. Starting around 10 a.m. is my plan for next week to jump in at character creation and to see where it goes. I have talked to people about skips. I have talked to people about money. I have loose understanding of jobs. Not okay. not a good understanding. Okay. I am there. It's like real life. Has, has the term link shell been uttered? I have seen it written, yes. Okay. I, okay. Uh, I still uh, doing that? I don't know. I'm here to learn a lot, and I'm not afraid to use money to get past some stuff. So, uh, we'll, I, I was talking to some people, and I figured we'll start from scratch here, and then maybe skip ahead towards as things go on to some of the other content where you need to be a higher level to jump into stuff. So, um, uh, we'll see what it's all about. But uh, next week, also, we're going to uh, uh, be revealing some tweaks and additions to the Next Lander formula. And I don't mm-hmm. mean like, hey, we're adding that fourth person. Watch out. Get We're that not chair. there yet. Not there yet. But we do have some uh, um, some fun stuff we'll be announcing next week. So look forward to that um, and, and keep an eye out. I'm very excited and I'm excited to see. I personally think these are things people have been talking about and it's things that we would like to do internally. So when those things line up, mm, it always works out. It always works out. I hope, I hope so. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Uh, so tune in for that all next week. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this show. Not the easiest show to do this week. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, uh, supporting us throughout it. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Everybody stay safe out there. Find the comfort you need to find. Uh, Hug those close to you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back here next week.